Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Opening segment of the show is sponsored, as it is every day, by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob, Kelly, and Luke. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. We have got a great show for you. Patrick McGee from uh, NOLA.com going to be joining us to talk a little Saints football later in the show. But right now we've got a studio full of basketball stars. We've got Dominique Davis and Malia Grayson from the Lady Eagle basketball team here with us. Austin Crowley, one of the new members of the Southern Miss men's team. And we're here to talk to these uh, young people about the DeBerg Bash and uh, we're glad to have them back uh, with us on the show. Uh, Malia, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. You guys were just with us a couple I weeks know, ago. I know. It's been, it's been good. Well, we're glad to have you. And uh, I ask you and uh, Dominique to come out here this afternoon. You brought Austin with you because the three of y'all have uh, have teamed up together. And you're putting on an event uh, this weekend in Hattiesburg called the Berg Bash. Uh, it's going to take place Saturday. It's going to mm-hmm. benefit a lot of kids. Kind of lay the groundwork for us, Malia. All right, so this Saturday, the 24th, we'll be hosting kind of like a tournament slash giveaway community give back. So we'll have a five-on-five tournament going on as well as we'll be giving away the first 150 kids free food and toys for the ages 16 and under. And we'll also be doing community raffles. We'll be raffling off a TV and we'll be doing a half-court shot to win $250. Well, now your coach tells me that uh, that you guys came up with this on your own. This is this is completely the project of, of you ladies and uh, with help here from Austin. Yeah, so like I've been – with me growing up here, I see a lot of kids in the community, you know, that, that I want to try to inspire. And I talk to my teammate Dom and uh, Austin about trying to create a difference in the community for – different kids you know so we came up with the idea and dumb did it in her hometown first so hers went successful so we was like let's bring it here and let's try to do the same thing here and get even more kids out all right let's bring her over here dominate come over here and get uh, here with your teammate uh you did this in louisiana now you're you're bringing this uh to hattiesburg and you know, uh, being an athlete is one thing but uh, being an athlete that really invests and helps in the community i i think's pretty good uh what made you start doing this? Um, just you know, growing up back home like Malia, uh, you know, just seeing the community, understanding, and then being able to take that next step to being a collegiate athlete and knowing, you know, the platform that you have. 
I think when we understand that uh, as not just collegiate athletes, just how many kids look up to us, that when we reach back, it'll actually make a difference down the line. And how, what kind of reaction are you, have you guys gotten to this? What, what are you anticipating Saturday? Um, I'm anticipating a really good, you know, showing out there. We done talked to a lot of people, you know, the golf tournament was a success having sponsorship and donations. And then on campus, you know, uh, talking to guys that want to play five and five, I think we'll have some good basketball and then have some good food. And then uh, partnering with the Boys and Girls Club, they'll tie into their kids day. So I know that it'll be good just to have some outside stuff for them that they'll enjoy themselves. Now, I know how productive and organized women are you, and uh, Malia could have done this completely by yourself, but you did let you <laughs> did let Austin Crowley uh, get involved. Austin is the, the newest member of the men's basketball team, a transfer here from Ole Miss. Let's let him come over there. Dominique doesn't have to go anywhere, but uh, you can come over here. And uh, let's be honest, what, how did these uh, young women get you involved? Did they strong-arm you? Did they charm you? What, what exactly did they do? Um, nah, it was just more of a mutual thing. Uh, they came to me with a great plan, and um, I'm always supporting of trying to help the community be better. And I remember being one of those kids that – um, I always wanted help from someone who maybe in a higher, higher like level, like collegiate level or something like that. Just someone to look up to and just giving back to the community is like a great thing for us. You know, Luke, this is the kind of uh, thing you just love hearing from the Southern Miss athletes. Yeah, and, and we should congratulate Austin Crowley uh, for for leaving the dark side and, and finding uh, a light of hope in South Mississippi. So Austin, <laughs> we uh, we don't hold it against you where you were before. We say that in jest, man. But um. Yeah, I, I guess for you because uh, you are uh, along with uh, Malia, you're you're a Mississippi guy, and so what does it mean for you not only to play basketball in your state, but you know at the same time pour back into people who were like you, you know, just a few years ago. Yeah, he he was uh, he didn't have his cans on. He didn't, ha- he didn't have his headsets. Oh, on. I'm Let's sorry. Ask, him, right. ask him that question again. I'm sorry, Austin. Anyway, so so you're a West Point guy, and uh, you you played. You will spend your entire collegiate basketball career inside the state of Mississippi, but how does it make you feel to pour back into kids who maybe were just like you, you know, several years ago and, and uh, you know, want an opportunity to possibly play at the next level? Um, it's huge, you know. Um, I left uh, Mississippi my junior year of high school, and I went to a prep school in Kansas, and it made me want to come back home just so I can play in front of the kids, play in front of my family, just to give back to the community. And any time that I can give back to the community, it's always great. You know, I remember being the kid in Mississippi who everybody doubted. They never thought that I would be able to do what I'm doing now. And just to give back to those kids who who have a chance, who every, everybody in Mississippi has a chance. It's just they need an outlet. And we're giving them this outlet of showing them that it's a way out. And um, I think it's great. <laughs> Dom, you know, we're glad you're in Hattiesburg, by the way. Also, just want to throw this, tell you that, Kelly. Yeah, I, I wondered why he didn't react when Luke said we're glad that you that you left Oxford and got the because he, he couldn't hear you. The dark side is it, what he it, actually yeah, said. That's right, uh, Dom. It's one thing for an event that happens every single year to get easy support, but but this you know this is the first time that something like this has happened. So describe the struggle of actually getting sponsors and stuff to to come on on board you know get behind this project yeah definitely there's been uh you know a couple no's a couple pushbacks but um excuse me uh our coach you know she coach McNeil, she was helping us along the way you know just continually continuously encouraging us telling us that you know people are gonna they just need to see that y'all are trying to do this for a good thing and not just for you know yourselves and things like that because you know like with nil you know 
a lot of people are trying to make money off their names, but that's not what we're doing this for. And I think when we were able to sit down and talk to people and they actually hear what we're really trying to do this for, I think that started to make it easy for them to um, be willing to help us with sponsorship and donations. I guess we should have asked you, where's all this going to take place? Uh, The Boys and Girls Club. Okay, and that's where the tournament will be as well? The tournament will be going on in the gym while we have um, outside activities for the kids as well. So it'll all be there. I got you. Well, this is just a really, this is a great thing. Her hometown is DeRitter, Louisiana, which is about an hour (laughs) near Natchitoches. Of course, the poor demon's still licking their wounds after getting thumped by the Eagles uh, this past weekend. But the first event like this was in DeRitter, and now it's coming to Hattiesburg. All right, but Malia, get back over here close to Dominic. Don't go anywhere, Dominic. I want to point out something. I I was looking at you two guys. Uh, I'm sorry with you, Dominic. High school, 2,843 points. 716 rebounds, 613 assists, 458 steals. You started 19 games at LSU. You come here, you lead USM in scoring and assists. Malia, three-time All-State high school player, McDonald's All-Star game, two-time district player, CUSA Freshman of the Year, led the team in rebounds uh, this past year, 99 rebounds your freshman year, six double-doubles last year. You two are bad news. You realize that, right? Yeah, yes, sir, we do. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit disappointed, though, Malia. One one rebound away from 100. Come on. Come on. Were, were, were you slacking in that last game, Malia? Is that what it was? <laughs> I just hope she doesn't post up on some of these poor kids uh, over the weekend because that's going to be really tough. And really, the basketball – y'all's y'all's basketball season will be here sooner than later. Yeah. I mean, I think people were still kind of stuck in football mode, but your first game is yeah. only about five weeks away. Yeah, Austin, did you realize what two superstars here you're dealing with? Of course. I've seen them hoop in practice all the time. I see I see the work that they put in, and I see them working all the time. So, yeah, I see it all the time. Yeah, so you weren't surprised. <laughs> Not could, at all. Could you Could you ladies go toe-to-toe in a practice game with these guys? Would y'all we'll be give them a run for their money for yeah. sure. <laughs> Maybe a couple of fouls. For sure. You know, we might have to play a little rougher than yeah. normal, but it's okay. You hear that, Luke? They're not going to back off the guys at all. <laughs> do, you, do you think for one second that Joy Lee would back off? There's just no, no way no. at all. Oh, she'll, she, she going to be on them. She might be can't even outshout Jay Ladner. That that's that's yeah, what yeah, I would want to yeah. see. Now, I'm assuming she has backed off of you two ladies in practice because of this great community event you're doing. Oh no! <laughs> if anything, she probably typed it up a little bit more. But if anybody wants to get in, kind of at the last minute, either as a participant or at to donate goods and services, what what should they do? Yeah, so we're always taking uh, donations or anything that you want to give. So. I mean, if it's a check, we just write it out to the Boys and Girls Club so we can get it to them. Because still, whatever we have left is all going to, to them. And it's for, so I don't know if we told y'all this, but what's left, we're getting gym equipment for the gym. Because I worked there recently and they have things. But I mean, it's not like what, you know, the kids would want to play with different things for them to be able to like just play up- with. upgrade equipment. Yeah, trying to yeah. upgrade it so they can have more fun. You guys are awesome, and congratulations to all three of you. Thank you, uh, fine young folks, for coming out here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. Dominique Davis, Malia Grayson, Austin Crowley. Make you proud to be a Southern Miss guy. We'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, our thanks to uh, Dominique Davis, to Malia Grayson, and to Austin Crowley, uh, three outstanding young athletes at Southern Miss. And remember the DeBerg Bash taking place at the Boys and Girls Club in Hattiesburg. It'll kick off, uh, what they say, Kelly? What? Noon. Kick off at noon on Saturday. The public is welcome. You can certainly come down and uh, and make a donation. You can enjoy watching the basketball tournament, and you can uh, get some buy yourself some tickets uh, for some of the raffles they're giving away. Plus, they'll have uh, food and uh, activities. It, it should just be a great day. It's uh, fifty six seventy US forty nine in Hattiesburg, and that's at the Boys and Girls Club. And you know, kudos to those kids for doing that. And it shouldn't be under it shouldn't be understated too that lots of times the reputation that college athletes have is well, what what do I get? You know, what, what, right. what is the school going to give me? Right. Well, these are kids that want to give back. Right. Let me tell you, if, if you if you can't get behind this women's basketball team with Joy Lee McNellis and the kids that she has on this team, there's something wrong with you. You know, we should all be attending the women's games this year. These young women are just – they're fantastic young people. And uh, they're going to be very, very good. And it does state something. You, you mentioned when talking to the young people before the show that – in all this world of uh, transfer portals, hmm. not the Lady Eagles. No, I mean they, they've all. Uh, you heard all what Dominique put. said. It's a family. Yeah, and uh, and that's certainly the way that uh, that we see it. Uh, and and we're really glad to have them here in the studio. All right, we'll be uh, Friday out at Hattiesburg Country Club. It is the Scott Berry Golf Tournament. We were at the Joy Lee McNellis Golf Tournament, so you certainly have to be at the Scott Berry Golf Tournament. That'll be Friday. We'll be uh, talking more about that later. All right, another sport doing very well on the women's side is volleyball. They're off to an 8-4 and four start. They start conference play Friday night. And, uh, Kelly, you had a chance to uh, attend practice yesterday uh, before we get to these interviews. What did you see? This, this, is a, it's, what's a, it's, this is such an amazing situation because this was a team, you've all heard the phrase, you know, worst to first. This was a team in disarray last year, a, a team that, that really did not have any identity a lot of people felt grossly underperformed, and generally with the same players, except with a new coach with a new direction, this team has completely uh, turned it around. And part of the reason that they've turned it around with, with again, pretty much the same players are because of some of the young athletes we're going to hear from today. Kenzie Smith is uh, came to, to Southern Miss from Manhattan, Kansas, where she played for Kansas State. It's funny because her dad is a football coach and is on the staff at South Alabama, and he's actually going to be able to be at the game uh, this Saturday when they play South Alabama. So we talked uh, to her about uh, about her thoughts on Southern Miss and this team and, and how they're doing so far. So, Kenzie, we talked a little bit about the, the, um, the missteps last year and how few new players are on this year's team. So it's, this is more than serendipitous. What, what's going on here? How can you guys – go from where you were last year to experiencing almost nothing but success this season? Well, we have a new coaching staff here that has come in with great vibes and great energy and has truly let us come into our own. 
they have a system and they told us to buy into it and that's what we've decided to do. We've had our ups and downs and trying to figure out where we need to give and where we need to take, but they're very open and honest with us and lets us be who we want to be on and off the court. You've kind of, you and your teammates have kind of described that you're kind of given a general parameter as to how things should be, but that, that uh, Jenny and, and the rest of the staff kind of let you take it from there. Can you, can you kind of fill in some more blanks for us? Yes. So in volleyball, you have a system and they give you that system, whether you're in system or out of system, we base our defense off of that, or we base our offense off of what they're doing on the other side. And so we have those strict things in place, but also since we are athletes, we are talented and we're able to read the game. They give us that openness to be able to make those decisions and kind of play off what we see, not just play off our system. So we have to stay within our system, but we also have an openness to be able to kind of be athletic and make those plays and use our eyes to kind of go where we want to go. Now, you're the daughter of a coach. Your dad's a football guy, has experience at uh, Kansas State, and now on the staff at South Allen. South Allen is the team you're playing this weekend. Do you and your dad ever really talk sports shop? And if so, how do those conversations go? Yes, my dad has talked to me every week this week. Is asking me why, you know, why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing this? But um, he's for sure on me. He definitely likes them now in the Sun Belt to be able to compete against some of the best setters in the conference. And I'm really excited to have him come and watch me this weekend. And it gives me a little nerves, but it's good nerves, and I'm excited to see what we can do. Now, is he going to be wearing, like, the, the, the rubber nose and the mustache <laughs> so that nobody knows he's a South Al guy? He'll probably be wearing all black. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but you guys even know this stigma that South Alabama or this domination that South Al has had really over Southern Miss in just about every sport. So I'm sure you're going to tell us that that's getting ready to end this weekend, although South Al is and has been very good. Yes, 100%. They definitely, we have our respect for them, but at the end of the day, the pressure's on them. They came in being the conference champions, and they now get to come into our home. So we're just going to play open and freely and be prepared, have our scouting report, and go from there. Final question. We've heard the adage that, that uh, competence breeds confidence. I sense that you guys are really confident now when maybe maybe at the beginning of the year you, you didn't know what to expect. Where does confidence fit in this puzzle, and then how good can you guys be? I believe that our coaches give us a very good scouting report every single time we go out on the court. We feel very prepared. It's only up to us to execute. So as long as we take what they give us and then go out and play, I feel like the, the sky's the limit. Kenzie Smith, continued success. Thank you. All right, Kenzie Smith from uh, the Lady Volleyball team. Uh, Kelly, you also talked to uh, Lauren Tolbert. We'll try to run that soundbite in the last segment. But, boy, a lot of improvement. And, ironically, Nathan is here, our intern, and he's he's – volunteered for some reason to do any future volleyball interviews we yep. might need. Not, not just our intern, the yeah. super. Nathan, I had no yes. idea you were so into volleyball. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things that kind of just kind of growed on me on the as the season prolonged, you know. Growed? Yeah, it grew, it grew on me. Sorry. I should know that I'm a journalist. Your English teacher. <laughs> and, and probably when you saw the volleyball team, your interest grew even more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're a really good team. They're a really good team. That's <laughs> I will I say this about them. I, I was looking at the schedule, and you know, eight and four right now, open conference play this weekend against South Al. So they've lost 16 sets in, in, in their 12 contests. So, you know, in, in college volleyball, you, you first one to three sets wins. 
10 of those 16 sets they've lost, so 63%, have been by four points or less. And then you break down those, 50% of everything they've lost has been three points or less. So it, it's not like there, there's more with them you know, winning by more points. But a lot of times the, the sets and then a few of the matches that the Lady Eagles have lost have literally come down to the last point. So just what was, you know, Kelly, what, what you just heard, uh, this new mindset is really paying off with these girls. They feel like they can go into every match and win. It is, it is remarkable, the, their carriage as well, the way that each one of these young ladies carries themselves confident. And, and you heard Kenzie, an athlete, rarely will they say, we're talented and we know what we're doing. Mm. But she said it, mm. right? And a lot of people may have a problem with that. I don't. I like, I like knowing who I'm backing is confident and feels like they're ready to play. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been a, a heck of a start, and, and kudos to the new coach. man. Mm. She, she has really done a good job. We'll try to uh, run the uh, interview you did with Lauren Tolbert in the last segment. The, these interviews were uh, the, they were too long to get both of them uh, in, in this one segment. But they opened uh, conference play uh, Friday at 6 o'clock. Luke, by, by any chance, who would they open conference play with? <laughs> South Alabama. Yeah, what a shock. What a shock. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, she mentioned that South Al won the conference last year, but Texas State has really they've been they've been on the throne mm-hmm. for a long time and yeah. South Al had to beat them in the tournament uh in the conference tournament to win the conference. So uh so, so they're going to be South Al comes in here 6 and 6, but obviously uh in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. So. We should note too the way the Sun Belt is doing the conference, so just how the conference slate works. Basically when when teams play, they play two matches. So they usually play one on Friday and Saturday. So uh, Lady Eagles, South Alabama, and Troy, they basically play everybody in the West, and then they have a, a two crossover series against Georgia State and, and Old Dominion. They get Georgia State at home late October, and they get Old Dominion. They have to go on the road to Norfolk to uh, to close it out. But, yeah, they, and this is something just to keep in the back of your mind. Mid-November, the Sun Belt Tournament is actually in Foley, Alabama. So the volleyball tournament, you know, within driving distance from Hattiesburg, easily drive. All right, second segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net, and we thank them for all they do on the Eagle Hour, and uh, we encourage you to buy all of your Southern Miss apparel from Campus Bookmart. You can also shop online at campusbookmart.net. Also, I want to remind you, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. When we come back, Patrick McGee from NOLA.com is going to join us, talk a little New Orleans Saints football as the Eagle Hour rolls right along.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back. Third segment of the show every day, sponsored by Four Street Bar and Grill. It is a great place to have lunch five days a week. It's also a fine place. Come Saturday night to watch the Southern Miss Tulane game. You know they'll have it on, and they'll have all sorts of activities all around it. So uh, maybe you ought to give that some thought. Tulane uh, at the Four Street Bar and Grill Saturday night, uh, six o'clock. And you know, Bob, they they a lot like Telesouth. They jumped on the bandwagon. They heard what they Telesouth did, did. did about buying a bunch of tickets for the games, and so Four Street did. has done the same thing. So if you if you know of anybody that might need tickets to the homecoming game on the fifteenth of. Uh, of October, talk to Slade, and, and he there might go. get you some. The 4th Street Bar and Grill and Telus House stepped up there. Sure at the did. End. You're right. Patrick McGee is a writer for NOLA.com, our good buddy and our go-to guy when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. I told you uh, off-air, Patrick, that uh, there are just sometimes when I'm watching NFL football, it is so intense and it is so violent that it make, it reminds me that it's different, really, you know, than any other sport on those days. I mm. I thought Sunday was a day like that. Uh, I, I know you. I know a Saints fans will say that they hate Atlanta, but it sure seems to me, Patrick, that the the new rivalry is the Saints and the Bucks. No, I, I think the Falcons are always going to be the number one rivalry, but the Buccaneers are right there with them uh, at the moment. You know, with Tom Brady being there and, and the Buccaneers being up, uh, the Saints and the and the Buccaneers are the two best in, uh, teams in the division, and and right now there's just a lot of intensity between those two teams. You've had uh, big injuries happened on the field last couple of seasons. You had Jameis Wednesday go down against the Buccaneers uh, last year. It's just a lot of different things kind of going into it. And then you saw that fight uh, during the game. Right. Uh, Mike Evans always is a uh, seems to be in the middle of that. And always. Again, he 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 just he just can't help himself. I mean, that's just who he is. And <laughs> and uh, he's he's suspended for a game. And and no te- no doubt will be an intense when those te- two teams play again. No All right, Lou, get in here. I know you, I know you got some Saints. Let me follow up with that. So, Patrick, was there any? I want to ask a couple questions about defense and Jameis and all that. But what? I guess New Orleans fans were kind of shocked. Lattimore got tossed, and you know, later the game, probably one of the reasons that Mike Evans got suspended. Like Bruce Arians is on the sidelines, like mm-hmm. sending in Mike Evans after Lattimore. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was not a good look for the Buccaneers. It makes them, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people kind of. At first, they were trying. Oh, they didn't give Arians space to sit upstairs along with uh, I think the GM or whoever, and which was kind of BS. I mean, from what everything I've heard, so it, it, it's it's a strange deal. Uh, Arians, why he's on the sideline, why he's you know sticking himself in the situation. I mean, he was talking. You know, he was talking with Lattimore too uh, before yep. all that happened. I mean, it was <laughs> he's always been a hothead. We've seen him do some odd stuff. I like Arians as a coach, but man, he's got to chill out. You know, yeah. he's no longer a coach. It, it was just awkward. Yeah, for him to be on the sideline, you know, and, and not just like observing. I mean, he was he was engaged. All right, let's actually talk about the game. Uh, Saints got hurt by a couple calls, but they hurt themselves even more. Uh, Jameis's interceptions, and then I, I thought mm-hmm. really the turning point in the game is when Ingram fumbled it inside the 20. Yeah. Yeah, that was big. Uh, and you had the dumb 12 guys on the field penalty uh, oh, yeah. that the Saints had when they were ready to get off the field. So the Saints had their mistakes in the second half. But yeah, I mean they they got a couple of penalties questionable, uh, but yeah, the the fumble by Ingram really was killer. I mean you're going in inside the ten yard line, uh, that that drive Peters out. You know you're giving it back to the Buccaneers. It was it was a strange football game. It it, it was kind of ugly. You know, in a lot of ways for the Saints and just really a 
knockdown drag out defensive battle that the Buccaneers finally caught a couple of breaks there late and were able to get the W. What and, and Kelly Bob jump in back in after this. So what's kind of the talk this week after after what Jameis did? I mean, is is the injury really bothering him? A couple of throws were bad. You know, I mean, is, is this a case where if he has another performance like this, it could be injury-related and he's got to sit out a week or so? Yeah, well, I mean, I I would hope they kind of sit down and reassess things this week. Uh, you haven't really heard much out of Dennis Allen or anybody on how they're going to approach uh, Winston going forward when he's dealing with that type of a back injury, reportedly with four fractures in his back. Uh, it's not anything that's uh, that they're fearful of that would cause that could be get further damage going forward, but obviously it's going to be painful and and limiting to a degree, you saw, you know, Jameis really hesitate a couple of times when he could have run for a first down. So it's obviously affected him in a way uh, he was able to do it. You know, that first week, you know, all those yards he threw for right after he got hurt. <laughs> so I think the Saints, a lot of ways, assumed that he'd be able to kind of pick up right back. But but a week later after one of those injuries is a lot different than five minutes after one of those injuries. Uh, so we'll see. I, I don't. I'm not really hearing speculation or buzz that they're going to go with say Dalton this week or next week. Uh, but uh, it, it's some. It's it's discussion that's got to happen on some level. Well, I I must have just uh, you know I, I missed this one because I I really thought the Saints were primed to have a great year. I'm not necessarily sold on Jameis Winston hurt or not hurt. Um, I don't think he's played especially well. Is this the quarterback that can get you to the Super Bowl? The other thing is, is they went to Atlanta, nearly lost, and probably should have if you talk to a lot of people, got beat by the Buccaneers. You know, if they go to Carolina and lose to Carolina this weekend, then I think you, you, you're you already in big trouble. What say you, Patrick? Well, I think in Carolina they're going to be heavy favorites, but I, I think if they go up there and Jameis still looks not quite himself, I mean, I, they should not hesitate to go to Dalton in the course of the game. Uh, you know, you got to make the decision that's going to put your offense and team in the best position to succeed. And if Winston doesn't look quite right, he's, he's somewhat hesitant. I mean, Dalton looked great in the preseason, looked as good as anybody's seen him in a bit. Uh, so, I, you know, I we'll see. Uh, but, I mean, this team is built to win now. Uh, they have the pieces. They didn't have, not only was, was Winston hurt, they didn't have Kamara on the field uh, uh, this last week. So uh, they were limited to a degree as an offense. Uh, so, yeah, I mean – uh, I'm not sure when Kamara's coming back or when Winston's going to get right, but they've got to do some, I think, kind of make some moves here in the early going to make sure everything's kind of steady here for a few weeks. Well, Patrick, am I not right? I mean, Dalton's a, he's a veteran proven guy. You, 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 you bring him on the team. Why would you be mm-hmm. hesitant to play him if you're, if your starter's injured and just not performing well? I don't know. I mean, it, they know Winston as good as anybody, and, and and what Dalton's limitations are. I thought, I think Dalton looks really good at this point in his career. He looked really good in preseason camp. I don't really think there's that hesitation. Uh, I think they w- think Winston, the guy, is going to be able to take them further into the season, into the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, but if if, you're, if if he's not right, I, I don't yeah. think there should be any hesitation. It's only Dalton. it's only two games, guys. Only two. and yeah. well, the the other part to it is Andy Dalton. Like this offense fits him. I mean, because he's he he can he has so much experience. He can drop the ball to different places. And Patrick, I think that the receiving core, you know, will make Andy Dalton mm-hmm. play much better just because of who he's throwing to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dalton's going to hit his spots. You saw Winston missing his spots at times uh, last week. I thought. So I I I, th- I think it makes sense to go to Dalton and just give Jim, uh, Jameis a little bit of time to get right. Yeah. yeah. Um. We, we don't want to 
leave this segment. We got a couple of minutes left uh, without talking. Your Southern Miss comes to Tulane this week, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean Greenway three and zero, a stout defense. They went into on a Big Twelve road game. I mean, you know, is this is this Tulane team for real? And and what Southern Miss need to do? Well, yeah, I think this is the Tulane team a lot of us expected a year ago. Uh, Pratt, the quarterback, who saw his first action, I think, against Mississippi, uh, Southern Miss in that last regular season game they played. Uh, he, he's a pretty impressive, pretty solid guy at quarterback, and they have a good ground game and, uh, like you said, a good stout defense. This is a team that's pretty well put together, uh, where Southern Miss is in another position where they don't have that much room for, for error. And that's where Southern Miss has kind of faltered here in recent years is whenever they're in a game where it's going to be pretty tight, you know, probably a defensive battle. Are they going to be able to avoid the mistakes and get enough points on the board to win these games? So, uh, Southern Miss here recently has kind of failed when there's no room for error, and, and can they finally get over the hump and beat a good team like this? Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I think it's probably a poor matchup, a veteran quarterback and good defense and in the run in the balls, but for, uh, a bad matchup for Southern Miss, I'm saying. So we'll see. But I think Las Vegas probably has about right on a 13-point uh, Give us the, uh, give, give us the first prediction of the week, Patrick. What is Patrick McGee's <laughs> prediction? I would say, you know, Tulane 28, Southern Miss 14. You know, some, something along those lines. Yeah. All right, about a minute left. Would you be shocked if I told you, Patrick, that Santer has already jumped off of the Cincinnati Bengal bandwagon? <laughs> wow. I, I never <laughs> took Kelly's being much of a reactionary. Two so games, this, yeah, Patrick, cool. two games. And that's another reason yeah, why but, you shouldn't play Andy Dalton is because he's tainted with his past with the Bengals. <laughs> They'll proceed to tank. The Bengals, are, I, I, I think this is going to be somewhat of a letdown season for the Bengals. Maybe yeah. a 9-10 win season. Oh. Uh, but that happens. I'll, I'll, yeah. I was going to say, I'll take that at Patrick, this point. Patrick, he, he told yeah. me earlier this week he believes the Jets will route him this Sunday. Oh, that's 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 fatalist. I mean, I, no. That's, I will take any money that anybody wants to bet me on that. It's I'm sad, isn't it, Patrick? Isn't it sad? Yeah, it's sad. You feel bad for a guy when he's down. What we need to do, what we need to do, is fire our head coach. Yeah, and we need to get Larry Fedora in yeah, there. Do you remember? Do you remember last year? All the braggadocious and all the bingle, 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 bingle. <laughs> It's all gone, Patrick, in two games. Kapoof. Yeah, and don't give up on the Saints after two games. There, there's a lot of little things that can go right for them. If they, you know, just a little help yeah. here. We all Bob's hope so. pretty. Bob's pretty fickle, and he's he's one and one right now as a Saints fan. I'm so a Saints we, fan, though. Sure, what might happen? Hey, our best regards to Blue, Patrick. All right, I'll let him know. All right, Patrick McGee, everybody, NOLA.com. Always love talking to Patrick about Saints football. Blue's like a social media star now. Blue's big time. Yeah, he's got his own Instagram uh, account. All right, we'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Wednesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bank Court Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Super intern Nathan Lee also joining us. Well, golf 
men's golf did it last week. Women's golf did it uh, this past weekend or this past week. Uh, we told you yesterday they were tied for first, but they were crowned the Hoover Invitational Champions. Congratulations to women's golf tomorrow. On the Eagle Hour, it's going to be a full show, but we're, we're going to lead it off tomorrow with Southern Miss Lady Golf Coach uh, Lucy Nunn-Burke. She'll be on to talk about the ladies' victory. Good stuff. Also tomorrow, Patrick uh, Corey Glore. I should say I'm thinking New Orleans, so I said Patrick. Corey Glore, the voice of the Tulane Green Wave, will be on tomorrow. So happy to, happy to talk about a, a victory one week for men's golf, a victory the next week for women's golf. Bob. There we go. And volleyball starts uh, Friday night. The conference play, Lauren Tolbert. Her thoughts about this year's team and opening against South Alabama. Lauren, let's start with how does a girl from the ATL get to Hattiesburg, particularly when Georgia State's right in your backyard and the Panthers wanted you to play for them? Well, one thing, when I started my college experience, I knew that I didn't want to be close to home. So when I first started my collegiate career, I started with Presbyterian College, and I ended up transferring at the end of my sophomore year. And the transfer portal wasn't all great at the time. I was transferring in the middle of COVID, so a lot of things were shut down. People weren't really going into offices. But by word of mouth, the coaching system is very small and close-knit, so I ended up coming into contact with a coach named Melissa and she coached at West Florida actually and she was really close with um, Stephanie Radecki so she couldn't really give me the scholarship that she knew I deserved so I wanted to play for her but she definitely helped me out and put in a word of mouth with Stephanie Radecki and that's how I ended up at Southern Miss. Now when we play Georgia State, when we play Georgia State the idea will be to beat the Panthers brains out yes? Oh for sure. No. <laughs> okay. Alright now you're, you're an outside hitter this you're you're actually working more defensively than you have because of an injury kind of tell us about that yeah so this past this year I actually went to the doctor and found that I had a partial tear in my rotator cuff so I got a shot and ideally I was just going to be resting to kind of come back and start conference play but I've kind of settled into a more defensive role I've been very comfortable with it so I'm happy kind of figuring things out there and and I'm not saying this to to patronize y'all but really since the baseball season this team is really the, the talk of the athletic community at Southern Miss because you guys are, are rocking and rolling. How is, from your point of view, how is this happening? Um, I feel like coaching is a huge part of it. They, like we, like Kenzie said, she gives us a system and we bought into it. We stick with the system and we also have personality now. We get to buy into each other. We get to. Um, kind of be free to express ourselves whereas before it was kind of our system and you stick with the system but now we get to be free and kind of just be good teammates to each other and i feel like that really transfers onto the court as well you hear lots of time about these quote-unquote systems but to the layperson at home that maybe doesn't understand i mean we those of us that don't know volleyball think you know you serve it you hit it and the, but so when you talk about systems what are we talking about really Just with any sport, you know, you have plays. Um, With football, there's offensive plays, defensive plays, and you have people that go on this route, other routes, and that's kind of how it is with volleyball. You have people that are running specific plays or certain routes or whatever, and you have certain hitters that you're guarding or blocking, and those are your people that you're paying attention to. And so with that, we have... I feel like our offense and defense are meshing together and we trust our front row trusts our back row and vice versa. So there's a lot of trust on the court and off the court. And I think that plays a big part into our success. And South Al won the conference last year. They're coming in here uh, this weekend. What do you expect to see out of the Jags? 
Um, honestly, I expect a dub from us. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just stay with the system and it doesn't matter what they do. Mm-hmm. Right. If we pay attention to what we do on our side of the court, I think that we're unstoppable. To Southern Miss fans who, who might just be learning about this volleyball team and how well y'all are playing, what would you say to, to Southern Miss fans? Um, I mean, we have a brand new facility. We have new coaches. It's a new vibe. It's a, a winning team, a winning culture for the first time. So if you've never been to a volleyball game, come out. We have nice people that come in, nice advertisement. So I would say come out and enjoy. And this team will beat South Al this weekend. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, that doesn't happen very often. Ah. All right, Lauren Talbert, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Lauren Talbert, the volleyball player. Nathan, I just want to clarify, you have agreed to take over the future yep. Yep. future correspondence what? with volleyball. Yeah. What, what the heck? I yeah. thought I did a good job. We've Were been you? getting complaints about you going over there. Yeah, so they, they didn't I'll like you. Nathan, Nathan came in today telling me there were complaints about you being in the volleyball facility, and mm-hmm. he offered to do it. Yep. Yeah, so I get eSports. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, you're going to get eSports. That'll be your assignment moving forward. <laughs> All right, Luke, great show tomorrow. Uh, ladies golf and two-lane football. Core Galore and uh, Lucy Nunn-Burke. And also, when we're at the golf tournament on Friday, uh, one Marshant Kenny will join there us in a radio interview. And he is already threatening Kelly Sander all the way from New Orleans. I, got, so. I wish I could be there to see that. All right, don't forget about Mobay Beignet Company on Hardy Street, everybody. Delicious beignets cooked to order. Great coffees, both hot and cold. Uh, it's absolutely delicious. The coffee's absolutely fine. And uh, we think you'll enjoy it. Be sure to tell them that uh, you heard about them on the Eagle Hour. All right, that wraps up a good show today and another good one tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We hope you'll join us. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.